Hey, welcome to Dream Stories Podcast. We've got another intro music courtesy of Lisa. Thank you. Don't you like it? I don't think it ever stops. I think it's just a loop. So fade it out and let's just see how professional you sound. I could sound really professional. And there it goes. All right, we're going to talk about dreams today. Yeah, what are we going to talk about? Well, let's just talk about stuff. Oh my goodness, I'm setting a trend. Well, we hadn't done it in a while, just talked about things that were going on. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you said you had a dream last night that was kind of cool. And and I you had, had a dream. A dream. I think your dream was not before last. Though. It was, I think yeah. so. But last yeah. night I had a dream that someone called and reported that the last podcast was one of the best ones they'd ever heard. And it was my idea to do the topic we did. You also ran it. You made me play the music intro. I did. Stuff. I think it sounds good. And maybe we need to hear back from people. Do they like that little intro? Uh-oh. We're fixing to get another. Nah. I like pushing Applause. <laughs> That's not applause. No okay, sorry. Okay. okay, go ahead. Let's talk about dreams. Okay, so um, I want to hear about yours. I want to hear about your dream. You want to hear about my dream? Yeah. Well, I, I actually had a really cool dream. Um, a dream that I was in the, at an event that I go to from time to time. And uh, it's not particularly, you know, a place where things would be really spiritual or anything. But I was at the event. And as I was walking through the fields, sort of walking away from the central gathering place at the event, sort of walking away from people, somebody called my name out. They yelled my name out. And I turned around really quick, and it was kind of cool because I kind of drug one foot around in a big circle and made a mark on the ground when I turned around. I don't know why I remember that, but I do. It's important, I'm sure. It may be. I don't know. So anyway, so I turned around real quick, and I said, come with us. And all these people said, "Come with us." And I went over, and very uncharacteristic of the group of people, they were all—they all hold hands and are forming a circle. And I'm thinking they're going to want to pray, and I'm thinking, okay. So I took somebody's hand. They ran along, and uh, they went into this little building and sort of back in the corner. And I left for a minute and found you, and you were setting some stuff up at this event, which you don't normally go to. And I said, I said, I'm going down here because they want to pray. And so I went down, and the one of the people was leading this, and they started praying, and they had this prayer time. And then one of the people who was leading looks at me and says, uh, tell us how you got into ministry. Tell us your story. And so I started talking about how I met John Paul Jackson and how I formed uh, how I worked with him and traveled with him and how I pastored a church for 17 years and just you know, sort of this whole story, how I founded Patria Ministries when John Paul turned the Association of Churches and Leaders over to me and how, um, how I was now leading that. And I was just telling all this story, and then my dad walks into the room, and I can see him with another group of people, and he's teaching or doing something where he's teaching them, but I can't hear him. I just know that's what he's doing. And I said, and it's really all because of him and pointed at him. Oh. And I said, because most people would have thought I was crazy coming here, but he would have supported me and knowing he would have supported me is why I could do this. Mm. And and then it was really cool. And then 
I went outside to tell you I'd taken a while because you were looking for me. And as I was walking there, there was an eagle flying through the air, and you could see these two owls attacking the eagle and trying to make it fall out of the sky. And um, I had this toy gun, and, I, and somebody said, take care of those. And I pulled the gun up, and it was a shotgun blast. Boom, and it made the owls fly away, and one of them fell down in the woods and stuff. And this eagle just sort of gently circled down to the ground and landed, and it was a man in an eagle costume. <laughs> That's a, I'm sorry, it was. It was a man in an eagle costume. That sounds like a dream I would have. Yeah, and well, well, what was even better is his wings came off, and I was over talking to him because he was kind of bloody and, and, and hurt from where the owls had attacked him. Mm-hmm. And it was like a paraglider, and, he had, and they had come after him and attacked him. Interesting. And so I helped him get his wings back on, and he ran and jumped off a hillside and and started gliding, and he flew, and he didn't realize he was in like a um, uh, greenhouse or something. He flew into the wind, and he crashed again. And then my, somebody woke me up, and my dream was over, so I don't, I don't remember what happened to him. Okay. So last night I worked the night shift. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even going to talk about the dream, are you? <laughs> Last night I worked night shift. I worked a 14-hour shift, and I guess something happened to you while I was gone. You know, you had this really long dream, which you don't normally. Well, you do have long dreams. I have long but dreams, yeah, but I, uh, lately I haven't had long dreams, which is interesting. That's a, something to talk about. We I, I usually have short dreams, which is not normal. It, shorter dreams tend to be for people who aren't as familiar with dreams or who aren't as you know, don't look at dreams as spiritually, tend to have more shorter dreams. People who kind of grab hold to the dreams and, and are anxious to, to understand them and stuff, they tend to have these long epic dreams. I yeah. had a dream one time that was like eight pages long when I wrote Was that. it the Cross of Bernini? It was, yeah. We talked to just about that one part of that dream one time. Mm-hmm. But this was kind of one of those dreams. Yeah. It didn't take that. It wouldn't have taken that much to write it down. But it was a long dream. Well, I, I kind of think I know the meaning of it. I think it's beautiful. Tell me. Well, I don't say things as eloquently as you do. Well, but you, you should. But it's well, definitely well, about. But, but listen, that's, that's something that's important when you're learning to interpret mm-hmm. dreams. Everybody thinks that because I tend to kind of be eloquent with the way I say them, it means I'm a better dream interpreter. And I'm not. You interpret dreams. Very, very well. And I know people who struggle to get their words out that interpret dreams very, yeah. very well. I just do a lot of this. And my legal training was training to think on my feet, how to phrase True. things and how to put things into words. And so I have training naturally about how to convince a jury of something or how to ask a question of a, of a witness when that I wasn't expecting to ask. And so that thinking on your feet, putting words together into a more eloquent um, Way composition of, mm-hmm. is just part of my natural training. So it's not yeah. because I'm a better dream interpreter. It's because I've done it a lot and I've trained to do that. Well, I think that's an important point. One is when we are learning or teaching people how to interpret dreams, we there's two really two ways you can approach it. One is, well, there's several ways probably, but I'm going to talk about two ways. One would yeah. be um, how do we use it evangelistically? Meaning if you're out and about, say you're on a trip somewhere and you're on an airplane and you're sitting beside someone, they ask you, where are you traveling? And you say, well, um, I do whatever, but 
Um, and then somehow you enter into a conversation about a dream. Um, you can, and we, and we, you just can. Just real quick, when you say evangelistically, what we mean by that is I'm getting there. sharing the spiritual nature of dreams. I'm right? getting yeah. there, okay, yeah. Go ahead, I'm so, so my just, point, I was trying to understand. Yeah, okay, so my ahead. point is you would be sharing in a way that when you give an interpretation, say they share a dream with you and you give an interpretation, that somehow you are pointing them back to God, that God is speaking to them through their dream. Because some people don't believe dreams come from God. They think they're just internal right. in their mind. Right. And the other way would be, how can I help you understand the meaning of your dream? Not right. like, I'm not going to try to evangelize you. You're my husband. I know. <laughs> you know, I know that you love God and you don't have wonder whether or not God speaks to you through a dream. But you may be like, I dreamed it. I'm so close to it. I don't know what it means. And, so and, what I'm going to do today, you can say something in a second. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> what I'm going to do today is I'm I'm going to um, actually demonstrate how I help people understand their dreams. You you do a great job, and I appreciate you complimenting me a minute ago. But I'm going to share with people how you can help others understand their dreams just by talking through it. That's good. And let me say this before you okay. start, because you talk about evangelism. And I know we have some people who are not Christians who listen to the podcast. Okay. We don't try and force people to change no. their mind or push our faith on people. But I do want them to understand that dreams are spiritual. And my God speaks in dreams. And right. I like them to know him. I want them to know him. I want to make that introduction. Yes. I don't want to make them do anything, but I want people to know him. Yes. And dreams are a beautiful way to introduce my creator to other people. Well, if people are listening and they continue to listen, there must be something that we're saying that is drawing them. Yeah. And something I mean, is piquing your interest. There's that spiritual yeah. connection. Right. And so I love it. And I, I want people to yeah. know my creator. Yeah. And, and so we want to demonstrate how... God is using us in in the interpretation of dreams and how he can speak to his children, his the, his created beings, how he wants to establish that relationship with you. And what you're wanting to do, the reason I said that is because what you're wanting to do, people don't have to be Christians for you to help them understand their own dreams. Right. All of us can hear what God, our creator, is saying to us. All of us. Yeah. Everybody of any faith can hear my God of the Christian faith speak to them if they just give him a chance to. Well, the interesting, you know, we always talk about how if if, if we sleep one-third of our life away, which the average number of um, hours of sleep for, or should be the hours of sleep for most people, Not eight hours a day. So that's a third. Three times eight is 24 hours in a day. I mean, you got yeah. eight hours of sleeping of where you're kind of unplugged, it's, yeah. it's like you're unplugged in a in into the world, into society, into your just your daily actions. You're sleeping, and everyone dreams. That's right. Yeah, well, you may not remember if, it. If you don't dream, you're not living. Basically, is what right. science tells us. And by the way, eight hours a day, third of your day asleep translates into twenty out of your first 60 years of life. Yeah, so if you're 60 years old, you've slept 20 of it. And out of that 20 uh, years of sleep, you know, you could even break it down even further. How much of that time was spent dreaming? 
You know, yeah. actual dreaming, not just in deep sleep. You know, I bet you four or five years of it at minimum. Oh yeah. So why would you not want to have that unlocked? Yeah, right. Really. So you know, I, I because we we've taught on this for so many years, and we've used it in so many. We we've I say use it as a tool. It's not just a tool. We're just saying how can we help you unlock this part of your relationship with God. Right. And so. If I can help someone do that, I want to. Now, a lot of times people will say, I've had a dream and I need you to interpret it for me. Well, I can do that all day long, but that's not going to help you in the long run if well, I haven't helped you break it down. Right. right. So I know you know this stuff, but we're I just going to break it down. And, okay. and So I'll just tell you something that really stood out to me, and I'm going to ask you what stood out to you. What was, what? if I asked you to just pick out the first thing, what just really stood out to you? My dad. Your dad. Mm-hmm. Okay, your dad it was a spiritual mentor for you. He's a, your physical dad. But what other dad was in the dream? Or at least the topic of him? Um, well, I'm thinking. So you want me to help you? Yeah, go ahead. John Paul. Where do you see him in it? Just so just You didn't the whole... see him. You mentioned him. Oh, oh, okay. You were talking about your father. Yeah. You were talking about your father, but you also frequently refer to John Paul Jackson as one of your spiritual fathers. That's right. I do. Yep. What else stood out so, to you, Michael? What else stood out to me? I think that the t- contrast to what I of what I expected to what I got from the group of people I was around. Okay. I didn't expect them to be spiritual, and they wanted to be spiritual. Yeah. And, you, and it you, wasn't that they were just like, super christian right. kind of thing they just were it was spiritual it was now i have spiritual personal experience. knowledge of what what you're kind of referring to and everybody yeah. else doesn't so i mean not that we have to go there because you know we don't say every single thing we do every part of our life we put on the podcast but you you know there's you have a group of friends that are not necessarily partaking all the fullness of what we partake of when it comes to our spiritual journey right, right. and that's the that's the group that they, they were responding in a more spiritual way than what I would normally expect. Mm-hmm. I love them. There's, mm-hmm. I mean, they're great, great people. But I don't always expect them to respond in a deeper spiritual way. Right. Well, and maybe that's not fair. Maybe they're spiritual in their own way. But you, it, it was different from what I expected. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, that so was we had thing. the unexpected from uh, a group situation. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What else? Okay. So the other thing that stood out to me was the eagle guy. Okay. That was kind of cool. It was weird, but it was cool. And the, and the fact it was owls attacking him. That really stood out to me. Because what do owls usually represent? Well, they usually represent wisdom. Mm-hmm. And they, they will represent wisdom and they'll, uh, you know, sometimes they'll represent predators or creatures of the night. But not, that's not real common for them to represent that most of the time. They tend to be considered, you know, the wise old owl thing. But they can also represent some, uh, questioning things. You know, because we think about who, who, you know, that question mm-hmm. they ask. They're always asking who, so to yeah. speak. So, so if, if, an, if an owl is attacking an eagle, because you didn't know it was a guy flying around in a suit right. at first. I mean, I that think that happened later. I think it actually was an eagle flying and, and then, then it became a guy in a suit after it landed. Okay. I mean, I don't know why you say that, but see, dreams don't follow the normal pattern of right. reality. That's true. So, so it could be a real eagle flying mm-hmm. and then be, you know, something else 
when it hits the ground. So, because you don't know that at first in the dream, my first thought of owls attacking an eagle would have been wisdom coming against something else. Or, you know, like there being, sometimes there are things that just don't make sense. We would think we should go the path of, you know, wisdom, but wisdom may be attacking something that is... Well, and it can be worldly wisdom mm-hmm. as opposed to spiritual wisdom. So there's things like that right. that you have to consider when you look at what a symbol means. Any too. special color in the dream? Uh, was it daylight? Was, was it, it dark? It was daylight. It was beautiful and bright outside. People were wearing, you know, they were dressed up mm-hmm. in, in colorful clothing. It wasn't like costumes or a ball or something like that. They were ju- just dressed up in normal, everyday colorful clothing okay nothing particularly stood out about the colors but it was very it was definitely colorful the 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 black and white of the eagle Mm -hmm. stood out and the gray of the owls stood out and there was something in the dream that was really 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 blue and now i can't remember what it was your gun your plastic gun it may have been actually so what do you think what what do you think the plastic gun could well, mean. I mean, a lot of times when you look at guns, they represent authority or power, depending on which, you know, how they're being used. Uh, I think a gun represents authority, but when it's fired, it represents power. And for me, see, there's a difference between authority and power. The power mm-hmm. is something that I'm able to do. My strength allows me to do. Authority is something I carry the right to do when you pointed the plastic gun at it when someone said take care of that and you did did it happen yeah when they said take care of it uh i mean i wasn't actually expecting the gun to fire real bullets i thought it was like a nerf gun this is so good michael french I mean, do you I'm, understand? I'm completely honest. Do you understand? I don't know what the dream means. <laughs> well, I don't. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know fully what it means. But to me, you were kind of role playing something. You had a plastic gun, and someone said, "Use that authority." You use that authority, and you may have. You may think sometimes you're just playing a game, but there's actual authority in the actual. Fun uh, it really and, does and carry power. It yes, really it really carry. does That's carry good. power like because the eagle was dressed up in a costume, right? It was. <laughs> You're so funny. How cool is that? The other thing is your wife is not really interested in this stuff. And so here she is. She's hanging on the outskirts. Yeah, you were. I mean, it was, and it was really, it was actually that you were supporting, but you were not involved. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you really weren't doing anything. At the event, you were just around the peripheral. You were there. And you weren't in any of the key scenes. mm -hmm. It was just ended enough for me to know you were present and you were helping. That was it. So, to me, the the owl's wisdom comes against what, you know, kind of defies what really most people would think would be good. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so, so... You know, sometimes we have to fight what most people would say, mm, this isn't wise or that's not good or whatever. I don't know. I'm not saying that's exactly what it is. But uh, I don't know. I just think it's a beautiful dream. I think it has something to do with your journey right now, where you are right now, and what your fathers, you know, have put put into you. Yeah. You know, just as you're saying it, I'm thinking the dream really is kind of about my spiritual fathers having equipped me to draw out of situations deeper spiritual 
responses than would normally be expected. That defies wisdom. That def- and it may defy wisdom, may not even... Not in a, a negative a, way. A natural wisdom would say right. it's not something to expect. And the prophetic or the revelatory nature of moving in the spirit in that role-played environment of mm-hmm. the role-played eagle kind of thing, that role-played environment, uh, might come under attack by natural wisdom. Yeah. But exercising authority over it, even more maybe than was expected to, to have, mm-hmm. will preserve that. But it doesn't mean there aren't barriers I was gonna or say, boundaries to that There are definitely ba- boundaries because the eagle hits he, he the, hits the hits right. kind of like a... You know, it's almost like it's in this bubble. Yep. And, and so it's God, not an absolute liberty. That's right. There are boundaries, but it is beyond conventional wisdom to pursue the drawing out of the spirituality in an, a non-traditional environment. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I like that. See, so... That's good. You know, <laughs> you know what I think about that interpretation you've led me to? What? You're the, it's, that's a first. That's the first time I've pushed that button. Oh, I thought you were saying that's the first time you've ever interpreted a dream that was correct for me. No. <laughs> it was the first. You get the first use of the applause button. Yay. There's really not a studio audience here who just did that. So <laughs> there's probably not most of the time you hear that on radio or TV. Yeah. It's just that, that button. A, it's a special button. The applause button. That's well, good. I just, let's reflect on how this all just unfolded. Okay. It's a very good example of how... When we're very close to a dream, you are an excellent dream interpreter. You travel all over the world. You do this every day of the week, but you don't always see things for yourself. And sometimes if you just sit for a second and talk about it, or I say rehash it, you know, I just pose some questions to you. What could these mean? And you're really good at knowing what symbols mean. And sometimes it's just breaking them down. What stood out to you? We picked out uh, about five points that just really stood out and then it just as we talked about it just unfolded and we had an interpretation it was beautiful well and it's neat i think one of the things that's cool that's cool about it to me is that um i would i think what sort of made it hidden for me and hard for me is i would never think of myself in this environment as trying to push people into spirituality i just want to be who i am and let them see that in me and so to see that different response from what I expected mm-hmm. was kind of cool because, and I didn't think about it as being anything, speaking to anything I was called to or to do or to be engaged in, or because I don't think through that lens in actually being there. But the dream is saying there's more to this behind the scenes. There's more to this in the spiritual realm than you may think of being in the natural realm. And and I was not making that connection, crossing that line for some reason. And that's that's actually another yeah. good point. It's off it can be hard to interpret your own dreams because you have internal biases. Well and I I know uh I know your personal life. So I kinda you know, I had a, a little bit of an edge in that I, I know naturally some things that, you know, you do in your spare time. So um, everyone else doesn't have that. But we do have Holy Spirit who who can, you know, if you're a believer, he can give you wisdom on those things, right? Well, but the truth is I don't think you would have come to any different interpretation or you're led me right. to any different interpretation even without the natural knowledge of the activity that I was talking about. And I was careful with 
my description of the dream because I want to honor the friends who were in that dream. Right. I don't have their permission to say I had this big dream about you in a podcast that who knows who's going to listen to. Mm-hmm. So I, I honor them. Right. So you happen to know which group of friends I was talking about. Somebody else interpreting the dream might not. But the truth is, I don't think it led to any different interpretation. You just understood part of the application yeah. of what the interpretation was for. Yeah. Um, and so, and uh, just somebody else interpreting might not have, have known true. that part of it. You know, I feel like it's really, it should be a lesson to us that um, as God's children, we need to be about God's business wherever we are in whatever we're doing, whether it's at work, whether it's happens to be shopping in the grocery store, whether it happens to be you're a mom with children and you're at a playground and you just meet people, or if it's just in recreation. Any of those things, work, any of that, we need to be able to share what we have wherever we are. And I think the dream is telling you that you're not going to have to work hard at it. It's just going to come to you, and it's just going to unfold you know, as you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, you don't have to try and make something happen. You don't have to try and tell everybody, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Just be you. And I think and that's what you're doing. being you, you carry the authority you don't even know you have. That's right. Yeah. It, it's it's neat because now talking about it, I can almost see it like it was somebody else's dream, and it's mm-hmm. almost like it is unlocked all of a sudden, yeah. and I'm seeing all these things in it. And that's another cool thing about dreams that I would encourage people with. Just because somebody helps you by interpreting a dream, you help me walk through it today. Yeah. But a lot of times we will give people an interpretation. That doesn't mean that you as the dreamer aren't going to get more out of it than the interpreter actually even said because once that dream is unlocked, now the message, now the the the, the thing that God was trying to say or that he was allowing to be revealed even through a soul dream or a, a demonic dream, uh, it, it, the, those things now unlock new understanding within the dreamer that can actually even go beyond what the interpretation opened the door to. Yeah, that's so And good. that's kind of what I'm feeling right now mm-hmm. because now lots of other little things in the dream are also, we don't even have time to talk about them, but lots of other little pieces in the dream, even now even remembering little things that were in the dream that I... I didn't even mention because they hadn't stood out suddenly. Oh, yeah. I mean, we could go into even deeper. You help put the wings back on the person. That means, you know, God may be using you to help someone who has, has, needs to go somewhere higher in the spirit or in a spiritual authority that you're going to help them get their wings back on in a good way. You know, you're going to help them get to a place where they can soar again. Maybe they've walked away from that, you know, or hit, hit resistance and then was discouraged, you know, so you, you can, and we, we kind of tell people, be careful, you know, that you don't go into too much detail, but we say that when you're kind of interpreting someone else's dream, when it's your own dream and some things that are unlocked and revelation begins to pour out, who are we to say God didn't have yeah, because a whole 
lot of stuff that he wants right. to reveal to you. Because when we say don't go into too much detail, don't make the interpretation too complex, what we're actually saying is let the dreamer realize God is speaking to them personally. Yeah, You're helping them hear what God is already saying to them. So as an interpreter, you don't want to give them every single detail. You want to leave them hungry yeah. to hear from God themselves, not you telling them what he said to them. Exactly. Because that, that's part of what dreams are about. It is. It is recognizing that our creator, the creator of everything, wants to talk to me personally. He does. I get emotional just thinking about it. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's it, it can be like a love letter to you. And you may think, well, this maybe this dream wasn't powerful or this dream didn't say much. But God cares enough about you that he has created a time for you to lay and rest, close your eyes, come become unplugged to everything around you, and for him to be able to speak to you in the night season. Yeah. I, I, as I, said, I love the way we, we didn't necessarily have a plan for this podcast, you know, like we're going to talk about X, Y, Z or whatever, but you just jumped out there and helped me walk through a dream that was – important to me and it's it's valuable to me and it's well, you're and making it's, me misty it's affirming of something that that sometimes i worry is this a good decision is this i mean i know it is in my heart but it just i want to be wise i want you and, to be wise yeah and uh just just that helping someone walk through a dream not even necessarily interpreting it just helping them walk through it has so much value i just think that's a cool and that's a cool mm-hmm. topic maybe that's what this podcast ought to be called walking through a dream yeah i like that yeah well why don't you tell people how if if this may be the first time they've listened to the podcast how they can find out more about what we do um tell them about your book dream stories and how to get on a website and that sort of thing yeah our website is www.mydreamstories.com it's had a few little glitches lately but i think it's working well now if it does have a problem you can also find us on facebook by looking up dream stories podcast on facebook and most of what we do is posted both on the website and on the facebook page the only thing that's unique to the web page is if you would like help interpreting a dream of your own you can submit a dream on the forum on the web page in under the topic uh, dreams for interpretation and some awesome. of my students will help uh, get some practice and help you understand what your dream means that's good stuff and so you can you can also give make a donation help support what we're doing there and uh, or on the facebook page you can get more information about us and i have a book out called dream stories it's uh, 55 stories about dreams and their interpretation the impact they had on people's lives and some little tidbits about interpretation. I thought you were going to say it's $55. No, I was like, no, no. wow, it went up in price. No, no, no. It's like 15 bucks. Okay. Well, Amazon, I think, puts it on sale every now and then. Oh, cool. For like 13 $49 or something. I don't know. Don't but quote you, but yeah, it's somewhere in that ballpark. I think it was on sale this week on Amazon. Oh, cool. So, uh, but yeah, so you can get it on Amazon. You can get it on my website, michaelbfrench.com or mydreamstories.com. You can get it on either of those websites or through Amazon. Uh, if you're interested in it, you can do that. And by the way, when you listen to the podcast, rate us on like and uh, share. Apple or mm-hmm. uh, iTunes or 
or Google Play, like it, share it. If you pick it up on Facebook, make a comment on it, share it on Facebook. That's just the way we spread the word about what we're doing. And if it's helpful to you, it might be helpful to somebody else. Yeah. We had a little shout out to some people in California who recently made a comment and just uh, encouraged us with saying how much they enjoyed the show. So Yeah, people don't know how much it encourages us. Yes. Just those little comments That's that right. say this meant something. Or this That's was right. helpful. Because we don't want to just do this. We want this to be something we're doing that's helpful to people. Yeah. And that's a, a blessing to people. So, okay. But that's about all the time we have. So till next time, I guess we'll end the same way we normally do and say, keep dreaming. <laughs>